Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's the 4K 5.0 or the budget-friendly solo, Tacticam has something for everyone. Check them out at Tacticam.com. This year we're also working with Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and white-tailed deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. Basically, machine learning takes all the data points that are available out there from collar deer studies, car deer accidents, insurance companies, social media, and puts it all together in a computer and the computer learns those patterns those patterns are then checked by uh, field staff by trials by hunters in the field and reported back on this is 60 to 75 percent accurate if it says deer don't move during this weather pattern in this area albeit the south the midwest the northeast 60 to 75 percent of the time it's right so if you had a magic eight ball that said hunt this spot on this day or more importantly don't hunt this spot i think it would be worth it to you that's exactly what spartan forge does on a much much more efficient level you can check it out at spartanforge.ai you can use our code bowhunter to save 25 percent, and the price is only going to go up Midsummer, this is turning into an app. Um, it's already out there being tested, going through the trials, and there's a lot more things to come. And with more data points, more information, that's more storage. And that's essentially where the price jump is coming in. But the sooner you sign up, that's when your price is tethered. Your price will stay whatever you get locked in at. So if you start right now, that price isn't going to change 
And if you use that code and save 25%, you're already ahead of the game. But you can go over to SpartanForge.ai. They got a 14-day free trial, um, and you can check it out for yourself. Again, SpartanForge.ai. This is going to be the last week of the quarter for our Patreon giveaway. So Patreon is a crowdfunding for creators. Uh, basically, it's a way for you to just donate to the show um, so that we can get equipment, get stuff to give away, try out new gear. Um, this podcast, you're going to hear about the Tethered One Sticks. Um, you know, it allows stuff like that. Tether did send us those for free, so it's not a very good example, I guess. Uh, but we're giving those away. So we're going to be giving those away. i got to figure out a creative way to uh, to give those away. But anyways, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast if you want to sign up for the show. And that starts at like 17 cents a day, $5 a month to help us. And uh, I just signed up for a couple different Patreons because I figured, you know, I've got friends out there that are creators. And if I'm going to ask people to support me and appreciate what I do, I got to put my money where my mouth is. So I'm doing the same thing. Um, but it's just, just supporting the show. Um, and to give back, uh, we partner with, uh, you know, guys like Spartan Forge, Basemap, Tacticam, um, to give you guys things. But sometimes that's just not enough. We don't feel so we throw in some other stuff so for this quarter if you want to sign up right now um you're gonna have to do it quick because next week we're giving away all this stuff but we are giving away tacticam has a 5.0 package with uh, turkey reaper not legal in michigan but uh, they've got their tacticam 5.0 great all-around camera especially for for bow hunting deer uh literally the easiest way that you can get good quality 4k footage um but what Tacticam wants to do is they said when you kill something with that camera, send them the footage. They'll edit it up and put it out all over their social media. Um, we're also giving away uh, Latitudes. I'm a big fan of the Latitude Classic, although we've got some new saddles in that uh, are pretty slick. Um, but I'm such a big fan of the Latitude Classic that they sent us one to give away, but that doesn't do any good because you need all the other stuff as you hear us talk about climbing sticks and platforms and all of this. So um, we said, all right, we'll put it into a kit. We've got a set of the XOP minis. We've got uh, an artisan outdoor uh, fabrication platform, the same one that I've been using for the last two years, mounts on the top of that stick. So you've got sticks, platform, saddle, uh, but you needed ropes. Uh, so we wanted to check out the new tethered ropes. And so I ordered a set of the new tethered 8mm ropes for you. So there's a complete saddle kit that we're giving away. And I've had some questions. Is this all one big giveaway? No. Each of these is a separate giveaway. So there's like 10 different things that Patreons can win. Uh, base map. You know, we love base map getting into Turkey. Um, I was just looking at it today trying to figure out where the local public land is to me. Um, I'm only going to have a limited time to hunt this year. Um, you'll hear on this, I'm going to try and kill one with a trad bow. I know, I know I haven't killed one with a regular bow, but that's what I'm trying to do. But I've been checking out base map, uh, looking at marking all my spots down, places I, I got to go and check out. So uh, base map is giving away one of their year-long base map pro, um, all the offline maps, uh, all the states, and it's super cheap. I mean, base map is $30 per year, and you can use code CHRONICLES to save 20%. So it ends up being $24 for the entire country for the entire year. Um, that's $2 a month. I mean, compared to some of the other ones that are out there, it's an incredible value. And I mean, the services is great. 
we love Basemap, um, and they're giving away one of those. Spartan Forge is giving away a year subscription to Spartan Forge, which is going to come in incredibly handy um, when the app comes out to be able to run through that. But, I mean, what the feedback that I've been getting from from guys is that, A, it, it really does work, and uh, we've noticed that ourselves, but it's super cheap as well. And so they're giving away a swag pack, hat, shirt, and year subscription. Um, and then the guys from Zinger Fletchings, so they gave us, they said, we need to get you guys some of these Zinger Fletchings. We want to give some away to your Patreons. I just got their new fletchings in. They are like night and day different. So they're a 3D uh, printed fletch that just is compression fit over the end of your arrow. Um, the Their previous model was, I guess, what you would think of as 3D printed with like a, it was pretty flexible, but it was kind of still rigid, kind of sharp. Um, this new material that they're using in a new, more contoured design um, is super flexible, what you'd expect from a normal fletching that you would glue on. And um, I'm building a set of arrows for the Total Archery Challenge, uh, specifically just to shoot these zingers because I feel like it's going to give the best way to, to test them out at distance. And um, just got those in. So the guys at Zinger Fletchings have said, hey, you know, we'll give you some of these to give away to your patrons. And um, all that is you just go to patreon.com forward slash bowhunter chronicles podcast, or you go to bowhunter chronicles podcast.com, sign up, click the link in our bio on Instagram. Um, and it'll take you right to Patreon. You can sign up there um, for the next quarter. Um, most of that same stuff we're giving away, but uh, we're also giving away one of the hunting beast stands. So one of Dan's stands um, I did, I've got to order in those are due in in June. Uh, so that's going to be right about the, the same time. So that's what we've got coming up amongst other things for the next quarter. Um, so like I said, those are all things that we do to give away uh, to the people that support the show um, through our sponsors and, you know, through guys that, you know, we work with um, throughout the year. Uh, but no matter if you're a Patreon or not, we're giving away a bow. So um, we have been doing this. This is our fourth year. Uh, we're a bow hunting podcast. We give away a whole bunch of stuff. We wanted to give away a bow. So we bought a um, Carbon Zion uh, from Bowtech, uh, probably one of the best values and a really like incredibly great shooting bow, carbon bow, um, just uh, the same bow I'm going to be shooting this year. And uh, HHA has given us a rest and one of their new Tetra single pin sites. I mean, the site alone is like 350 bucks so this is over a thousand dollars worth of brand new gear um, that we're giving away all you got to go do is you can go to our website sign up for it there or you can go to instagram click on our link and um, just sign up to to get the bow literally there's like 200 people that are signed up for this thing so i mean if you're listening to this show i know that tons and tons of people listen um sign up and uh we we're just excited to give that away that's for any any listener. Anybody don't have to be a patron. So um, definitely go and check that out. But this podcast, you know, we got these tethered one sticks in and they've been kind of like a hot topic button. Um, so rather than just do a quick little video, we want to do our due diligence and kind of go through these. Um, still going to do a video. Um, still working on that. Still letting other people try them. Um, working through all of that. But just wanted to... Um, kind of talk about our experiences with them. Um, and then uh, a little bit of turkey hunting, kind of what we've got. And then um, 
a little bit of traditional bow hunting. Uh, I'm going to be trying to kill a turkey with a trad bow this year, so it's going to be uh, super interesting. Um, but we appreciate everybody that listens. Go sign up to win that bow. Can't thank you enough. Tell somebody about the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. We just got done uh, with with a, a solo John episode, basically. <laughs> um, I wanted to just kind of like go into like his trip um, with, uh, you know, kind of this, the rest of this information that we're talking about here tonight on this. And uh, John just took the show. He said, he said, you want to talk about fishing? I'll show you. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but so John gets back from uh his fishing trip and we got all sorts of gear and podcasts lined up and then we got the tethered one sticks in i've got some new saddles i got more saddles on the way um and so just want to kind of go into like you know and we got our turkey season draw um turkey season and that so we all got the same season this yeah, year. yeah we right? did a terrible planning on that because i was like you guys so the way that michigan turkey season works is you only get one turkey, you only get one tag, and it's broken up by seasons, and they're one-week seasons, and then you can get, like, certain areas, or if you get the last season, then it's, like, the whole state. Um, and so we all put in for the first season for the same area, which all of us being me, John, Frank, and Ernie. And my wife and uh, Frank's son, Chris, will be hunting the, the last season. Uh, but so they, they did add on a week for us. So we have our first week. And then if we don't get that, we have the first week in June. Yeah. The very last. Week. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's going to be interesting. So, well, after, I mean, the first year we did it, like you had the first season, I had the second season and it just, I mean, those, that's when those we were, guys hunted the third season. Right. And that was like, it just because we were trying, we we went up north. We were in the northern unit, mm-hmm. and so we went to your cabin and stuff, and then hunted up by my property, and it was fun. But it just kind of you know like dispersing us. It it took away think from the filming aspect. Like we put a lot of time kind of into your the first week because we're all excited, and then I think we hunted what two days, or maybe. Yeah, we hunted two weekends, or no, because it was only one. Yeah, so we hunted one weekend, right? I think for years, right? And then when it came to Frank and Ernie, I don't think we even. I didn't. Even, I don't think I even went. Yeah, or maybe I did go once. Yeah, we did. Guys. Remember when we went and we stopped at the bar on the way back and oh, hung out. That was on. That and then we came back to my house. It was Cinco de Mayo because there was a freaking party going on. When we got back. Yes. So, but so then last year we had it where. Ernie and I were the first season. You and Frank were the second season. Second season. And we lucked out and got our birds the first, you know, first opening day. day. Or was it opening day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Because I put the bird, <laughs> the first bird to bed. And, and we went and laid in bed with him in the morning, you know. <laughs> Woke him up. up. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, get up. Uh, but. So yeah, Ernie killed his opening morning. I killed mine opening evening, afternoon. Yeah. Afternoon. So, so what are you thinking about like strategy for this year? Because everybody's all yeah. I I think you know I'm I'm 
the only one who's like constrained by time um, as far as like, you know, you know, work schedule. Yeah. Monday through Friday, uh, nine to five. So it, now at least it opens on Saturday, like yeah, Saturday. So we hunt Saturday, Sunday, and then it ends on Friday. Um, so, um, honestly, I still, I'm like, I haven't even like thought of a strategy because <laughs> you just heard me rant for an hour about fishing and still like, I thought, and my wife thought it, I would have got that out of my system, but it only made it worse <laughs> the whole fishing trip. But no. So back to reality. Um, I still got to build a bow like for Turkey season. Well, and that's like, so John was asking me like about, you know, what I was going to do for if I was, cause I've been, I've been shooting my trad bow a lot and I was joking around that like, maybe I'll, cause I, I, I really do enjoy shooting. It's like, it's so much fun. And like, I, and, I don't, and you shoot your, like the, the last turkey shot at, you shot at like it was a trad bow. I mean, <laughs> the last no, one I no, shot at? No, no, no the no, last the, one I shot at. The one when you shot the decoy, that was like a, that was almost like a, yeah. a, a trad shot. The last one I shot at was at 50 oh, yards. Yeah. That was the goalpost turkey. <laughs> um, Bounce one between his goalposts. And then <clears> the, the, even the one after, the one before that, after the, right. you know, I shot at at 26 yards or something. Um, and hit How a tree. shot at a few I shot, and we, Chris and I were talking about it the other day. He says, you know, back when you shot over the, shot over the back of the Jake. And I'm like, God dang it. Like, but, but I've been like trying to shoot that bow, like trying to like figure it out. And I feel, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't shoot it as well as I shoot my compound, but I mean, I'm well, you shooting look, it like, pretty good. The videos in the picture, you're just showing me that freaking 10 yards. And that's what our goal is. Like, we want to get the birds in 10 yards. Yeah. Like, when you shot the decoy, that that sucker was not even seven yards, I don't think. He was, like, five yards. Yeah. So. Well, because that's what I've, like, been trying to to think about. And, like, so we picked the unit that we picked and kind of, like, what we did based on still wanting to be able to hunt public land. And, you know, but we've got private spots that have turkeys on them. And so. It's like, do we just try to set up on a sure thing on one of these private deals where, like, or, we know they're there, or do we use that as, like, a last back. resort or backup? Like, because I feel like, and, like, so last week on The Vitals Live, we had Zach from the Hunting Public on there talking about uh, locating turkeys and, uh, like, turkey strategy. Um as far as like, if you were going to use a decoy, how would you set it up and, and, and whatever. And it made me think about like that spot where we were last year. Like, I feel like now, now granted us being right underneath the turkeys may have had some (laughs) bearing on the way that they flew down. But like now, if we were to go back in there and we know where they roost, like, and we saw which way they pitched down, you know, rather than have them try to call them back to us. Right. We could kind of circle around and get down in that bottom and try and have them pitch down to us. You got to remember, though, too, I mean, turkeys are freaking turkeys. They are that they might not ever roost in that tree again. They might roost in that tree every freaking night. 
I never pattered them. I just know that I put them to bed that night and I knew that they were in that area and we just happened to, you know, walk in and we walked too far. But we know that there's good birds in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it might be a good setup to maybe just uh, get back in and, and circle back around onto that corner. Mm-hmm. And then, and because I do know that they like to pitch that corner right there. Mm-hmm. And because they're right on the edge of the private and the, of that freaking, it's like a subdivision that hasn't, it's got two houses in it out of like a hundred, mm-hmm. hundred sites. So, um, and they're always turkey and deer walking around on the fucking road back in there. Well, like Chris and I went and we like, we looked at three different spots today and we found a bunch of scratching and stuff, but we didn't find any like really awesome turkey sign you know no we walk some power lines and some stuff and it might be a little bit early it's kind of early i mean we seen some so we went up and cut some wood up to the property yesterday morning and uh we seen a flock of like 30 turkeys out in this field and one of them was strutting and they were kind of messing around so i mean i guess it's kind of a good sign thing you know things are starting to happen they're starting to do turkey things right because that's what turkeys do, right? Turkeys do turkey shit. Like so, back to the tradbo. What's the? I mean, so well. It, it, are you gonna do it? Because I, I think you, if you kill a turkey with your tradbo, you you uh like freaking completely blew the slate away from you know. I'll, you've completely redeemed yourself. Like I, what, <laughs> well, I mean, I have no problem taking it with me. It's light. <laughs> I, I, I was like, joking with you before, like, oh, you, you got to kill one with your compound for it. Fuck that. I mean, if well, you're having fun shooting it, that's the whole, it's like, you can't, there's no pressure for me. I'm just telling you right now. You, but like, so I, this, these are the two two things. Well, I guess there's there's a few things, but like one, um, if we're trying to hunt out of a tent and film, like, yeah, that it's, it's, it's 62 inches long. So it's, you know. Uh, an issue. We have to have a really tall tent. <laughs> like a real big one. Uh, a teepee. Like those, <laughs> that's what those one dog house blinds that look yeah. like an outhouse. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's perfect for the trad bow guys because it's nice. I always wondered what they use those for. Yeah. Um, but we are talking about arrows, you know, so like you're, you're like, what broadheads are you going to use? And I mean, like legitimately, I've been shooting very well at, at 10 yards and like, like a, a body shot on a turkey at 20 yards, I could do that all day long. But like a headshot, I could do, I mean, I could get real close at 10 yards. And so with like a guillotine, like I could, that would be, it would be doable. Um, but it's like, I, I don't know anything about how, how they fly, how they, um, you well, know, any of that. We just need to build you a couple stiff arrows with some flu-flu fletchings and throw on one of them big uh, Magnus bullheads I got. Just see it. See how it flies. Because <clears throat> I can draw you up a turkey on a pillow. <laughs> and that's what's so funny is, like, you know, we're we're so accustomed to shooting at at 20 yards and it being like, oh, so like when you, like when you're shooting from 10 steps away, like it's, you're super close. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, I should be able to hit that, you know? And so that's why I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't have a good grasp of like what good shooting looks like with a traditional bow, you know? Cause it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, pie plate accuracy. You're thinking like, oh, that looks good. But like, I mean, I'm shooting, you know, yeah, that, well, good, <laughs> good groups. I'll have one that's just completely bad, but it's just like, I'm trying to work on my form and like, but it's, it's just so much more fun. It's like I don't have to. I don't have to feel um, like pressure about uh, you a miss. Know, shoot, no, well, a miss. No, but I mean, like shooting quickly is not <laughs> right. I don't. I don't have to. Oh, you just just shoot them, huh? <laughs> that was pretty quick. But back to like. Uh, I mean, I'll do it. Well, all right. That's what I'm bringing then. All right. So, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the old PSE one more shot. And if it fails me this time, it's probably just going to get left in the woods. <laughs> Someone will find it hanging in the tree. No, but I'm going to put the 60-pound limbs back on it, <clears throat> and I already got my arrows made up from last year. I'm going to shoot the same, those big full length with the six-fletch and the, the guillotine head and uh, one of the shred head dirt naps like I did last year as a follow-up, so... And hopefully I can get, I mean, hopefully I can get it flying without doing a big corkscrew. I don't know. I built a new string. Um, when I rebuild the limbs or put the, rebuild it with the 60 pound limbs, I'm going to go through the whole thing again. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll even switch up rest because I'm, I'm going to, we have the HHAs. So I might even throw one of those on there just to completely change it up. I don't really like cable-driven rest, but <clears throat> I am leaning towards the fur. So I'm putting in for my Montana tag. I was supposed to do it today, but I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so if I get that, definitely going back out elk hunting this fall. So I'm going to get my bow set up right away as soon as I possibly can. And I'm, depending on what goes on with our bow tech giveaway, it's probably going to be either a bow tech revolt X. Cause that's, I would, I'd love that solution SS, the super smooth, but it's only 30 inches axle axle. It's just, it's a little short for me. And you were saying though, that that's even just kind of like, it was still, like, super forgiving. What I mean, like, it was just kind of, like, in your head as far as, like, it being short, too, because the string angle's pretty good, right? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was bad. Um, But the Revolt X is 33, so it's about the same exact dimensions of the PSE. Otherwise, I'm, I really like to get the Matthews, like the Atlas, really. I mean, that's... A, it's a big bow. That's like 35 inches axle axle. But man, eight inch brace height. I think it's eight, seven. I mean, just, and then I can swap out mods, go from 60 to 70. To, and then going back to the HHA rest or uh, sight bracket this year, <clears throat> the four pin slider that we have, the Tetra, Tetra Max, um, you know, 
we got the extra wheels, so it makes it even. I was just showing Pat. Pat was here today. I'm like, look at my my little tackle box case there. See all those white strips? Those are all my other uh, sight tapes. I'm like, every time I switch an arrow or do something, I got a. And then on the Hoyt, I actually you can see that there's two tag or two sight tapes. One's right over the top of the other one. Mm-hmm. So with that's what's sweet about the the HHA system is you can get you know, it comes with two wheels, mm-hmm. and I can get more. And so I can have them labeled, you know, one for my turkeys, one you know for sixty pound, one for uh, my elk arrows, white tails, whatever. So, yeah, so we've got that. It's right here, um, that carbon Zion, and that's the bow. I'm waiting on mine, and I I put my HHA site on that, on my bow, and I've been, been shooting it. I got it set up, but it's like I'm not going to set it up and do the whole tape thing for for that. Um, when you're going to be putting on a new yeah, bow. Yeah, I'm putting on another bow anyways. But one of the questions that I have for you is like, so that's the site that you wanted with the, Freaking! what do you call that? Dovetail. Dovetail. So how do you mount your quiver to that? Because there's like a thing, but then is that what that plug is for? To yeah. yeah, so. So for hunting, you'll just pin it? Actually, I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't looked at the mounting bracket. <clears throat> but yeah. even on, so like on the, my Excel, sorry for the people listening, but so on the Excel bracket, it's offset, and then you just mount your quiver bracket on the back side, and you can still use the quick disconnect knob. I was just assuming that the HHA was the same way. Uh, there's things on there, but you'll have to show me how it works because I was looking at it and I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to. So grab so the box. Do right that. There. But anyways, uh, like I said, I'm I'm waiting on that, so th- it just makes it easier now that I'm just going to shoot that trad bow because I don't have to worry about whether my bow is going to be here. I mean, I'm sure that it will be, but um, I'm, I don't know. I haven't had a new bow in a few years. I'm just looking at all of your bows like, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so it's like, for me, it's like, it's it's just different. Like, I'm not used to doing all this setting up or being like, oh, I can't wait till it gets here. You know, all that, yeah. All that racket is John. Yeah, so it's got to offset. Okay extra wheel but but back to the, like the the strategy type thing because like so so if i'm going to be using a a trad bow i we probably want to go for one of the as many sure things as we can try and get our hands on i mean private yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, how about we'll uh we'll sit, i'll do the public you do the private <laughs> and we'll go from there because you even like last year uh, when Frank and I went, we ended up. It was actually ended up being one of our buddies, but you know we we're out calling, and all of a sudden we got another guy calling at us, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" You know, that's just what happens when you're on public land. You know, it, it's not. A, I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. Like back when we first started turkey hunting, you know, we would. For one, there wasn't nearly as many birds, you know, but then you'd get guys. It's kind of like the popularity of around here, I think, has kind of fell off. I mean, that's, I mean, 
we had no problem getting our tags. And last year there was a bunch of leftovers actually. So, well, depending on where you hunt, like if you're hunting the one spot that Adam likes to hunt, there's a lot of guys. I've killed a ton of birds out there and I was even thinking about it. Like it's, it's not in our zone this year, but there's a spot there that like I, I crawled around last year. I chased these turkeys all over. There's a ton of turkeys out there. I've seen some guys like, but I was thinking about it because of the, um, the, the time frame that we've got or like that I've got, like basically I get to hunt one weekend and then like, that's it because like during the, the day, but I, I think because those turkeys are always in the same freaking spot in the morning, I think it's a spot where I could probably go and try to just shoot one coming back to the roost. Like, like literally just kind of ambush them, like no calling, just kind of sit in there and just like lie and wait. In the evening? Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that, I mean, I guess I've only been out there one or two times, like in the evening, but I just don't think, I think there's a lot of guys that go out there like super early in the morning and want to, want to hear them gobble and shit like that. And it's like, if you want to, because... I forget, like, if it was me and you or me and Chris or, you know, I was talking about it with somebody about the the hunting public and, like, it was, it was Chris and I, you know, when they were putting out those videos, like, those guys killing those birds in Maryland, I think it was, or, the, like, these unkillable turkeys where you could see them out in the field and they just sat there until, like, the batteries ran out on their camera and didn't get it, but they just waited until they just strutted by and killed them. You know, they just knew that if they waited there long enough, they'd seen them out in that field, that they were just going to slowly move their way up and they were going to kill them. And I feel like. If you got that time, that much time. Well, but I mean, that would be like, get out of work at four <laughs> o'clock. Right. You know, you know, I mean, it, like those birds down the route, down, down the road from Frank's, you know, they, uh, every time I go get out of work, pick up my daughter, drive back, those birds are in the road pitching up now it's private on both sides like we don't have permission to hunt it like we've killed some of those birds behind franks and called them over there i mean they don't only stay in that one yard but you know they're kind of on a a pattern yeah you know so if you have an idea of where they roost and those birds are out there all the time it's like it's just a matter of time get out of work go set up where they got to fly up they're going to be picking around in there somewhere now it'd be kind of a bitch to shoot them with a bow but (laughs) <laughs> you know, with a gun, especially these guys that are using TSS and, you know, shooting them 50, 60 yards, you know, it, it could, I think it, in, in the evening it can be done. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and with all of us being in the same, same boat, you know, Frank and Ernie are going to be taking up some of those spots too. Cause those guys already are frothing at the mouth over easy turkey hunting, successful turkey hunting they like it's not the allure of chasing them it's it's more in the killing yeah well yeah frank's seen it last year firsthand so well i mean frank had his opportunity the year before i mean he he shot right through the he shot at that big one right through the his fan (laughs) but he should have had another show shot at him (laughs) he was did not have an arrow ready <clears throat> so yeah that, i mean that's going to be you know rather rather exciting week 
those guys are still shooting the same setups. Frank's got his Bowtech. Ernie's got his Bowtech. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is Ferd. Ferd is Christopher, Chris. uh, which is my cousin, <laughs> Ab's brother-in-law. So from here on out, if you hear us say Ferd, it's <laughs> short for Christopher. <laughs> but so Ferd, he's got the last season. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to buy the last season if he hunts. So mm-hmm. he said that last year and he never even got his t- mm-hmm. tag, I don't think. Is he going to do it with the bow or is he going to do it with a gun? Bow. Bow. Yeah. So we're going to set up the deploy for him or? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I've got, <laughs> my garage is starting to look like John's garage. Like I have three sets of arrows. I got my trad arrows. I got my arrows from before they were heavy arrows. And then I got the heavy arrows. And then again, with the HHA stuff, I got two wheels set up. So like all that is no problem. I don't think, you know, I mean, he, that bull right there will miss some turkeys. <laughs> I'm saying it's, it's got no problem. You don't even got to have an arrow. That's good. Shoot a tree. Now, will you, let's see. How will you feel if Ferd goes out the first year with that bow and kills a turkey? Oh, I don't care. It wasn't the bow's fault, John. It was 100% my fault. I mean, like. I'm just giving you shit. Because uh, <clears throat> I missed him with the other bow. <laughs> the bow before that one I missed. So, you know, it's 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 the guy behind the bow. I can't. I, I got no. I don't make excuses. <laughs> like I, that's, it, that's my fault. Um, But I, I, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, all those turkeys we'd have killed with a gun. So, oh yeah, we, we, and I'd have killed. I mean, in a lot of those turkeys, I wouldn't have killed with a gun because I'd already been done at turkeys that I didn't shoot at. So, right, and then some we probably wouldn't even, like the Jakes. You probably wouldn't even shot. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't uh, even waste your time. But I, I'm just, I'm that. That's kind of like what's next. I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that. But I wanted to talk about like all the new stuff, like. So we got that cruiser saddle and I think it's pretty good saddle. I think it's a good, I think it's a good, you know, I should have sat in it today. I just, we were just, yeah, we had Pat Pat came over today and we tried out climbing sticks. We tried out saddles. We tried out, um, I forgot (laughs) my platform. (laughs) So So, so he had to use the Hawk platform. Dangerous. Uh, Um, (laughs) what not to do. And, uh, like, so, we tried out all the saddles that, uh, the, like I said, I set it from the first time I saw it. And then when I got it in person, like that, the cruiser saddle reminds me a lot of the, the, the trophy line covert light, uh, except for it's got pleats and it's got a, a fixed bridge. Um, but I, I've got the, I've got another two panel saddle. I got one of those we bought from cruiser, uh, coming to check out. That'll be here this week. That one's shipped. Um, and a TX five. Uh, Matt Tompkins is sending us one of those to check out that will ship out that's shipping out right now. So we'll have that to check out. We bought a set of, uh, timber ninja aluminum sticks for John to try out with the cableators. Um, and then we've tethered, like I said before, tethered, sent us those one sticks to try out, review, talk about, and we're giving those away also. And I'm kind of bummed about that because. I'm going to buy a set of those. Like 
I'm still going to, I still want to hunt with the trophy line with the wingman, but I feel like the, like tool in the toolbox type thing is like, I feel like those, those tethered one sticks for what they weigh, for how they work. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel right not having a set of them. Like, well, after today climbing that tree and stuff, man, they're just so freaking light. And I like that. I like the system that. So, so real quick, like, so you don't know, like you haven't seen any of like the reviews. You haven't watched any of the videos online. You haven't like. I don't know, our listeners probably know that I'm like, I'm not in, I don't stay up with all that shit. So. Yeah. So, so <laughs> here's the, like the story behind us or me and the, the tethered one sticks and like how I got them and what, what that all was. So. I saw the reviews from all of the tethered guys and guys that are affiliated with tethered. And then I saw the reviews from the guys that weren't affiliated with tethered. And it was all, there's all so much like negativity. It was all, both of them were like both one sided. So it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't really get a good read on what was going on. So I messaged Adrian Wilson, who's a friend of ours, like legit friend. And I said, Adrian, will you send me your sticks? Because I know he's got the tethered one sticks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll send them to you. He's like, I might be able to do you one better. Give me a minute. So he goes back and forth and he says, he says, all right. So I talked to him and I said, because I I was just going to, I just wanted to check them out, review them, like from our perspective, like unbiased and send them back to him. And then he's like, well, I'll just get you a new set to send back. You know, so they'll send them to you and then you just send them back to us. And then he said, well, why don't you just keep them and then you guys can give them away or, or do whatever. Um, and that'll be, that'll be cool. So I was like, okay, great. And then like, it took a while to get them. And so I was like, well, I was like, well, maybe it's not going to happen or whatever. So finally we got the sticks like right about the same time they came out. And then people were like, oh, these things are, the pins are breaking off and yada, 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 and all these reviews. And then there was like all this other stuff that's happened. If you've been watching on these sticks, like, oh my gosh, what a, what a shit storm, like to some degree. So I've been, we've had them for a while and I messed with them. I had Frank mess with them. I gave him to John, but I also gave him to John and I took all the saddles. So he had no lineman's belt to climb with them. So <laughs> I hooked him on the tree and I bounced on him for a minute and I was like, well, I can't really do much without my saddle. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, but I've been trying to get, like, I had Ernie messing with them. I had Ernie on them. Like, I want to get, like, as many, like, especially people who aren't up on social media stuff like on these sticks to check them out and like say what's the pros and cons like whatever so like i'm still working on a video but i'm just like really trying to be as unbiased as as possible like to be completely objective and get like a very like broad stroke um view from like a consensus i guess like this is what people like this is what people didn't like so, um, like today we had, uh, B sticks. I bought, I actually bought a single lone wolf double step. 
we had the tethered ones and then I had an XOP stick um, on the tree and we just had everybody go up and try them and, and, and whatever. And then John climbed up. And so with three sticks and your platform, it was at 12 and a half feet. Like, yeah, it might even been 13 cause I did put my platform up a little bit higher. Yeah. So, and that was a comfortable, I wasn't super, you know, I wasn't stretching super far. Yeah, I asked John, because when he first put them up there, they were, like, not far apart at all. And I'm like, well, do that like you normally would or, like, however. And so we got out a tape measure, measured it. And uh, and then he's like, well, you might not be able to, to climb up there. And so when I climbed up them, like, I would have, I normally would have went higher as far as spacing than that. But so with three sticks, it was, like, right about 12 feet to the top of the stick. And so, I mean... I think you'd probably want four sticks. Yeah, I would um, want four. And they don't weigh anything. It's just another hundred and some bucks for that for that other stick. So that that's like the um, and we didn't try them with any aiders or anything. Um, but like, what was your take on like like you know the issues are like the pins, foot room, and then like the chemical welding slash gluing slash grade eight roll pins which you can't do that um right just roll steel roll pins um <clears throat> for one they're freaking light as hell i mean they're it's like nothing i think all three of them are way lighter than one of my freaking xop you know 34 inch yeah tanks so that uh what so i don't use i use the wild edge steps or I used, you know, I before that I used the XOP big long single sided step, and the one thing that I wasn't used to is the especially those shorter. What are those? Nineteen or twenty? No, they're like seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. They're very short. When I'm stepping up, I'm banging my shin and my knee on that top step because I'm not used to having a double step. So at first, that was the one thing I was like, oh, well, I'm just not used to using it like that. I'm used to having that clearance. But, man, I like that AM steel rope with that, like, cleat system. That's freaking, to me, it was, like, slick. I mean, just wrap it around. I, don't, I mean, the you can just cinch it right down tight where, like, you have the daisy chain or the, whatever you want to call it on the the bee sticks and you know on that small tree we had to double wrap the tree which i mean it's still but the system i think on the tether was way easier i i really like that system um stacking it yeah the pins obviously they're already fixing that issue um but you do have to figure out how you're going to wrap the rope around like store the rope if you're going to wrap them individually there's you know, a little bit of clearance issue if you go around by that cleat. There's a lot of fucking rope. Yeah, I mean. they, they definitely didn't short you on rope. You could have that sucker on like probably about an eight in or eight foot diameter tree. It's a lot of rope. Uh, but, and then they were super comfortable. I liked how they have that, all that real estate. I mean, some guys, I guess, maybe don't like that. I didn't have any, I mean, I liked it. And then when Pat used it, he actually, see, he that was like the first step he used or first stick and then when he went to like the b sticks then he thought 
oh, I like a little more real estate. Like, I like having that. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess everyone just kind of, you know, has their own. I don't know what everyone, like I said, I don't follow all the complaints and all the drama online. But, I mean, I like them. They they definitely need some uh, stealth stripping. Yeah, they're, they have some noise to Yeah. If you're clinking them around. And so what do you feel, how do you feel about like them being glued or pinned and glued and pinned? I don't see an issue. I mean, we didn't have any issues with them coming apart or the, that chemical weld breaking or whatever they want to call it. Um, but I mean that, that steel roll pin that should frick, I mean, that's a titanium tube, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that steel roll pin, I mean, you did, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're going to be doing with it to have that roll pin fail, but I mean, so what, tell me what, what are people, what are the issues that people are having with this, with these? So this is one of the reasons why I had a really hard time because I'm like, I'm up on all this stuff, right? So like it is the... It's a very, it's an extremely good lesson in marketing, right? Because these sticks weren't available. So you got the guys that have used them or they show all the good attributes of them. They're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. Right before they get released, you got guys saying like, these are the problems with them. This is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. And then the whole internet says, well, I've never seen them, but these are the problems with them, right? So they were talking about foot room. So stand off from the tree. Like, not enough foot room. They were talking about um, the pins breaking or being tough to stack as far as because of the, the lengths of them and being loud, but you can't get around that. Um, and then, like, there's been, like, two people who have posted videos of the the glue breaking or chemical weld. And then as far as the, the roll pin thing, like, either it was misrepresented misspoke or somebody said that it's a grade eight roll pin, which you can't have a grade eight roll pin because you can't roll, roll grade pin. eight steel. So, so those were the, the main complaints. So like when that's why I'm this, like, I got these things and I'm like looking at them I'm like, Oh yeah, those pins are a bitch. Like, Oh yeah. But the foot room thing, which was the biggest thing. And that's the thing that everybody's been saying about the timber ninja sticks is that, and the timber ninjas, they say, well, they the standoffs aren't tall enough. Well, they're, I mean, I posted a, a picture of all three, like, and we don't have the timber ninjas, but we'll have some next week or whatever. And I guarantee they're the same as, like, quote unquote, the industry standard. But like, the the tethered ones are the same as the hawks. I got the the lone wolf custom gear because I was trying to think, I was trying to find a double step that those were the ones that I could think of that would have been like the closest to the tree. I mean, it's just some bolts like, and like it's a non-traditional standoff and you know, they, those to me in the way they stack, they stack down nothing. So I'm like, those have to be, you know, closer to the tree or at least the same. And like, they're all within like an eighth of an inch of, of one another as far as where they're at. So those are the, 
the issues to answer your question before I get into my like thought process on it. Okay. So honestly, after just using them today, like, I mean, I was just, I, I, before today I threw them on a tree out front and climbed up one, you know, I put all three of them on the tree, but like I said, I didn't have a harness or anything to go up and dink with them. Today was more of a, I mean, I got up the tree, put them up like, and I had no issues, but that's just one time. So I don't have enough experience really to be like, yeah, this is what's wrong. This is what I see. You know, I had to have some more reps. Yeah. Get out there and, and use them. And then I would, you know, be able to give them a fair, you know, review. But as of right now, I mean, they're freaking, they're light as fuck. I mean, they're great. And I do like the way they stack together. Yeah, they already have, you already have the new pins. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they knew that it was just like a thing like, okay, we know this is an issue. We want to get these out the door and we're sending the, the fix to you. Well, that's like the thing is like, you know, the internet is saying like, oh yeah, how convenient they just said, you know. They just said, oh, yeah, this is a problem. They were consumable. And, like, you look at it and you say, okay, well, is there backpedaling or is there, you know, like, whatever. Well, if you think about it, like, how the hell did they get them out so fast if it wasn't already an issue? I mean, if they got it, if if they were making those pins in response to the first batch, it would have been impossible. Right. It would have been, there was no way that they could have had them produced, had them packaged and had them shipped out like within the first, you know, five days. Like it, it, how, long did, how, how long did it take them to get the sticks? To, <laughs> I mean, they've been, they've been out for a year, you know, right. People have been like talking about them for a year. Right. So, I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't have enough time on them to give a review. Well, I, uh-huh. I was just saying like, like I, <laughs> I honestly don't think many people had enough time out of them to give a review. That's why, like I said, I've been trying to like take, because like the foot room thing is like the biggest thing where it's like, I would never buy those because they're X amount of dollars in the foot room. And then there's parts that break on them. And like, like, so my opinion in looking at these and trying to wade through this as far as like trying to be, you know, objective or, or whatever, because it's like, Tether just sent you some free sticks. Like you have to say all the good stuff about, you know, like, you you know what I mean? Right. Like, of course you're going to say, but I I think, and I've said this to people outside of this. I've said this to other companies that make sticks like the the Jason and Timber Ninja. Like, I think these are different. I think they're not like a normal, regular climbing stick. I think every climbing stick that's out there is a variation of the original lone wolf stick. You know, you have a standoff, you have steps on the outside, and whether that's a single, a double, whether it's a movable part, whatever, you know, it's square tubing. I mean, like, look at any stick that's out there and check those boxes. It's a Versa button or, you know, you know, you could say Muddy Pros are a whole nother animal because they have everything's welded they have the things that come out they have a cam cleat um you know but other other than that i mean that's kind of like the standard so these have like a little you know the the standoff and the step is integrated all into one 
And I think this with the Timber Ninja also is the Timber Ninja sticks have a Delrin or polymer step. So it's thicker. So when you're having it on the tree and you look down, I think two things are happening. One, your perception is it's closer to the tree when in fact the outside edge is the same. But when you're looking down, it looks like these can't be that far away from the tree. And then two, I think that, because I, I noticed this today with Chris and Pat, who don't use sticks a lot, I think we're kind of used to when we step, we step down and our foot goes between the tree or over to the edge, but, and down. Right. And you're like, you're like a bicycle peg almost like you're, but, and you're not able to do that if there's not the same amount of space or there's no space. Right. Like so, the one. so <clears throat> I think it's kind of like a different, here's what I get. I'm like, you're, you're climbing up a tree. And I said this before, I'm like, I remember, I mean, the shit we used to climb up the tree, I mean, fucking nails and spikes and shit. And now it's like, we're fucking splitting hairs here. Like, you don't have enough real estate. When, like, what you're saying is like, you you measured them. They're, they're exact. What, I mean, the stand up, they're the same length out. I mean, if that's what you got to bitch about, I mean, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. That's well, why I stay off the shit. It's like, okay, I'll try it out. And then, yeah, they fucking worked great for me today. I had no problems. They bit into the tree great. You know, they have a little flex. Yeah, they're titanium. They're flex. But they they, they go right back. I mean, that's that's why I like your freaking eyeglasses are made out of titanium. It springs right back. They don't fucking bend or break. That's like my fishing, like the leader material that works the best is freaking titanium it doesn't have the memory you know or it doesn't kink up and it just springs right back so but like i think it all comes down to like first of all you got cost so yeah. i mean um, i don't know I, I don't know what the how many fucking penny nails or whatever it would be but like if you take railroad spikes and you jam them into the tree with a hammer like the cost isn't very expensive so you're maybe willing to say, well, I'll be a little bit more dangerous or a little bit more whatever based on cost. But if I'm going to pay premium price for something, I want it to be X. Well, you know, when the beast sticks first came out, they were cutting people and the freaking the bolts were breaking off because they weren't grade eight. I mean, I think first gen anything is going to have some sort of growing pains. And personally, I think like I think uh, with with tethered. And the marketing and the unfortunate situation with like the entire world as far as how things oh and and that they're made in China. That's a, the one of the big things is you know that you know that that's why the pins break is because they're made in China. They couldn't be good, and that uh, you know Greg and Ernie are just trying to make money. They're just trying to make everything as cheap as possible just to make money. That's the only thing. But I think. That's one of the other bitches. That's not my opinion. That's consensus. Um, but that I think one of the issues was like anything in like the COVID time when you're trying to manufacture something, like there was raw material shortage, there was import, oh. export. So I think like in my personal opinion, like people also got butt hurt over, you know, they were 
announced, they were shown, and then they weren't available. And then it took all of this time. And then when they did come out, then, you know, they're having some sort it of wasn't perfect. first gen issues. Yeah. And, you know, and, and <laughs> again, with the, like the orange pins versus the, you know, the, the, the new pins that they sent out, like those weren't in the box with them. Cause I think they probably wanted to get them out as quickly as they possibly could. And it was just a matter of like, there had to be a drop dead day to right. send out these. Now they didn't say we've got the pin issue settled. We're going to send them to you as soon as we get them, but we want to get these out for you. Maybe that would have been a better way to, right. to handle it or whatever. But I think, you know, being a first gen thing, but man, it's just like a hotbed thing. Well, yeah. I think there's going to be haters. There's going to be competitors that, you know, want to talk shit down, whatever. But like I said, that's why I stay out of the freaking whole drama. Because, I mean, like I said, I, I think, like, I'm I'm excited, like, legitimately excited for, like, the Trophy Line Novix wingman. Because it's going to be the exact same thing that I'm using with a little bit more real estate. And I can't, like, I... I can probably make that fit on a B stick, but I can't, I guarantee you, I can't make it fit on a tethered one stick, but they don't weigh anything. And for all of the issues that you may or may not have or perceive or whatever, it's like, except for when you're like setting your stand or like whatever, like how long are you actually standing on the, Right, the that's <laughs> that's I'm like, what are these people bitching about? I mean, you're climbing up and trying to get up as fast as possible. It's not like you're sitting there hanging out, having dinner on this fucking thing. When you think about like, now, granted, I don't, I don't think he's gonna do it ever, um, but you know, Frank, he's like, I could carry these out there. I mean, like, like for Ernie, he's like. He's like, these things are freaking awesome. Like, he used to carry a Jansport backpack with 100, you know, literally like 25 screw-in steps, and yeah. just that's what he did. And so, like, I, I think of that, like, form function. I mean, and they don't it, – it's cool the way that they stack, and it it's cool, like, especially with the, the new pins, which I haven't even – I took them out of the package. I didn't measure them, but they're supposed to be shorter on one than the other, like, whatever. Um, but I don't like things that stack long. I like things that stack up, you know? So, like, the lone wolf sticks, how they – the even your uh, XOP sticks, they stack instead of stacking straight out. And so the tethered, that's the way that they stack is – you know, on top of one another and it makes them longer. But like for you who enjoys the simplicity of the wild edge steps where you just put them in there, like if it was pretty seamless as far as putting those together, you know, you could do that. And this is another thing that I was thinking about, like as far as like the bitching about the pins, like there isn't another fucking set of steps out there with the exception of the XOPs that lock together at all. You have to bungee them or you have to fucking, you know, so, so, so Tether, you know, tried to make something that right. was user friendly and it's like, ah, not good enough for us. But like every other stick that you've ever had, you have to fucking come up with some sort of strap to put strap them together. or <laughs> a, a quiver. 
Yeah. You know. And so it's, it, it, that was another thing that was comical to me. Cause I was like, but again, it, it, it puts you in like this weird thing. And then, I mean, it's exactly like how marketing works. Cause when you hear all the negative stuff about them, you're like, oh yeah, that fucking sucks. And then I go to my B sticks and I know that I'm fiddle fucking around trying to get those together. Cause there's, you know, uh, stealth strips on them and like, you're trying to line it up and click it in and it makes a little bit of noise. And then I got to find my strap, strap them together. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I was just thinking about that, like, aside from, like, the noise factor, like, if you took out the bottom pins or the top pins or whatever, they would still hold together and hook together. Right. It, the bottom pins without the O-ring are just, like, an indexing pin. Right. So, you could, like, yeah. the, theoretically, it, they would be just like any other stick, but it's just, it's comical to me. And, like, like I said, I've been, like, trying to... Um, like navigate like in, through my own head of like how are this right like w- are these real problems are is this really an issue now the the fact that like some of that glue like legitimately broke and I've seen like I've seen two you know instances so of when the breaking. when the glue broke did the step fail did the roll pin fail no it was just it had a little wobble to it yes. And so were they afraid that that was going to, the roll pin's going to fail? I think it's just like if you just bought something brand new at a hundred and X yeah, amount I'm, of dollars. I understand that. But and, 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 it, and did I'm, it break on, did they break it? Like, did they have footage of it breaking? How it break, broke? Um, I mean. One, the one that I saw did not. But the other one that gave an example of it breaking, it broke with an aider on it, like climbing up. And so, like, that's what I was telling you. There's, you know, it may have just been where the pressure, how the pressure was applied to that, the actual step on the thing, but it certainly shouldn't happen. So, but I, I don't know how you hmm. can say that it can, or, I mean, in, in a perfect world, it shouldn't happen in, I'm sure in none of the the actual TMA testing or whatever they're tested with aiders or, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, whatever it's, there's a million different ways. I think ultimately the bitch is, is that you paid the money right from the factory and it broke. Now, did you just, you know, and you waited a year for them to come out and you were super excited and they broke, but that's, you know, but I would imagine, I don't know how many sticks they sold or whatever, but I know like in, you know, my world of industry, there's like, on one side of it, there's a 10% margin for error. And on the other side of it, there's a 6% margin for error. And like, that's acceptable quality control. So, I mean, obviously nothing's going to be, I mean, we would, you'd want everything to be perfect, but it's, it's just right. not, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer to, to that, but no, it not, it did not go to failure. The pin did not fail. But well, that's what I'm saying. Cause, because I mean, a freaking spring steel roll pin is going to be stronger than that freaking the aluminum standoff step. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and unless they're afraid of it ripping out of the titanium tube, which that's even stronger. It's like, 
I don't see it fail. I mean, I guarantee it's not going to fail because if I know the way freaking earnings test and shit, it's probably held up to more than probably three, four times what we can fucking put but on. That's because you're a tethered apologist. <laughs> I mean, the, that's the thing is like, it's, I don't even own any. So, <laughs> and, and my, my new sticks are, are, are timber ninja. So, so I'm just like, saying when I used them that I liked them, like hell yeah. And like what I was telling Pat today, it's like, okay, we've said this a, a million times, buy once, cry once. So, you know, yeah, if I'm going to go out and spend some money and I'm going to set up, get my saddle set up. It's like, do I want to go out and get the cheapest shit and then have to replace it next year and then replace it again, replace it again? Now you're just throwing that money out the, out the freaking door, out the window. Or are you just going to go and say, okay, yeah, it's a lot of money. I'm going to spend $400 on four sticks or 450 or whatever. We're going to have them. What's the, what's the warranty on them? What's the guarantee? They have, I mean, what is their, you know. I don't know what they, I don't know that it has like a warranty, like these okay. are guaranteed for one season or, or whatever. But right. I mean, you've dealt with them. I, I, and they, I've, I mean, they, they don't shy away from saying they fucked up, you know, like when they have issues with like things that are even so non wrong, they'll right. send you a new one or, you know, right. send it back. They'll fix it. If they can't fix it, they replace it, you know, so it's, it's definitely, I mean, they're a good company. I mean, we know the guys personally. We use their products, but we're not biased. I mean, in any, I mean, I'm not blowing fucking smoke up you guys' ass. They're a good stick. I mean, <laughs> and I'm not even going to be, I mean, hell yeah, I'd use them. Are they worth the money? I mean, it's, it's everyone's game. I mean, it's what your personal preference are. It, the problem is, you know, if you don't have Adam in your life, which you guys all do because you're listening, you know, and we're going to be doing, you know, I don't know if we're supposed to announce that or we're going to be doing the teaching train. Yeah, that's fine. That's another thing is like, you know, oh, they, these guys are doing a teaching train at the at their local Bowman's Club. You know, they got to be in bed with Tethered, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking, thinking well, about like how things are perceived. You know? Right. <laughs> like, well, we're just trying to get people out and and give them an opportunity to get in saddles because it's not going to just be tethered saddles there right or is it just tethered? everybody can bring all their stuff to, yeah, to so see if you if you if you're rolling in a freaking trophy line you know no you can't come you can come but your saddle can't no, <laughs> like, no fuck that just everyone show up with your shit and try this try that. i mean adam's the freaking i mean like pat came over today and tried out <clears throat> all the different saddles I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the latitudes, the cruiser, the, I don't think he even, I don't think he even got in the tethered. He he got in the one he liked. He's like, tried out a couple other ones. And he's like, I really like. Well, he, uh, it's funny because Alex from latitudes said like, whatever you start with is, but he came over with the, with the mindset of he wanted a two panel. Yeah. And so we had my brother's uh, method there. So he got in that and he. He liked it, and then he got in all the other ones, and he's like, yeah, I can see this. Uh, you know, that one's a little bit more comfortable, but he just kept, like, he couldn't get away from the two-panel, so it was, like, kind of a moot point of sitting in anything else. Right. 
So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got um, the tethered teaching train is going to be coming to our our Bowman's Club um, this year, and they wanted to do something on the west side of the state, and they said, "Hey, can you?" You know, you you had mentioned before about doing something at your Bowman's Club or whatever, and uh, so we had to like we the board basically told us yes, but you have to come and present it in front of the board, and I had a really fun time because John's the Bowman's Club guy, and you know he goes there, he does all the work, you know everybody knows John, he's always in there messing with bows, and you know before he got the bow press here, he was in there all the time, so. You know, he's like, but this is your thing. You got to talk. And then so they, they said, all right, you guys can go. So you don't got to wait around. And I'm like, all right, John, go ahead. And I just sat there quietly. <laughs> John's like, uh, uh. Like, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I did do some, I taught, I spoke up. I stood there and looked dumb in the corner for a minute. And then, you know, while Adam was doing the initial uh, presentation, if you want to call it. But so, yeah, we have that. That's what, April 10th? Yeah. April 10th, uh, and that's online. You can see it on our uh, Facebook and on the um, Tethered, Tethered's Facebook, Tethered, if you go to tethered.com or whatever. I think it's Tethered Nation, but they have their the sign-ups for all the teaching trains. There's a bunch of them. But but that's, again, the thing. It's like, hope they're doing that, so they got to be Tethered guys, you know? like it's like it's You didn't even run a Tethered saddle. <laughs> You're running a Latitudes. <laughs> I mean. I started out in one. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but like last year, you're wearing a freaking trophy line sweatshirt right now. For fuck, get that off. Get your, where's your tethered shit? Here, here. There's, wait, I got a tethered hat right here. Get it on. We're gonna take some pictures and put it on there. You know, it's like you know, uh, like I said, I've like really just like just be and to be honest with you, I like really honestly don't care because I know that I. I don't care, but it bothers me. And that's why, like, when I try to, like, recommend things to people online or, like, on Facebook, when people are asking questions, I just message them because I don't want, I want, like, zero perception of being biased because there's so many people that just say, this is what you need. Right. And I, I do my best not to do that because... I don't know what their history is with saddle hunting or hunting or. It's just like when we talk about bows, it's like, go shoot the bow, shoot them all. Yeah, but you can shoot more bows than right. you can shoot that's, saddles. <laughs> that's the issue with what the saddle hunting, I mean, the whole community right now or the whole well, industry is, for the most part, you can't just go out and try one. Well, here's a recommendation that I made today and tell me if you agree with this or not. Okay. So we've got. One of our um, uh, Patreons, Stan, he is in Washington State. He's not hunted. He doesn't have a, a like a hunting background, but he's got into bow hunting, and you know he hunted from the ground this year, and he just got a tethered uh, phantom, but he doesn't have anything else to go with it. He's never hunted from an elevated position at all. Okay, and so some of the guys in the the Patreon Marco Polo group are like, you know. Welcome to this giant rabbit hole with climbing <laughs> sticks and stands and rappelling and fucking one sticking and SRT. And, you know, I said dollar for dollar and like, um, like ease of use, hassle factor, 
everything. So this is a guy that has no experience with any climbing sticks, with any anything. I said, if it were me, and this may be a very cookie-cutter answer because you know me and you know how I hunt, <coughs> say, get the double-step steps with the wingman kit that's coming out from trophy line for, you know, it's going to be like 250 bucks or whatever, you know, so you could buy a set of Hawk Heliums for a hundred or 120 bucks. And then any platform out there is going to cost you, you know, 150 bucks plus. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to have set up, set up the sticks, set up the platform figure out how to cam it over, figure out if you like this platform, which platform do you buy? Do you buy the the Ridge Runner? Do you buy the Mission? Do you need the XL? Do you need, you know, the regular one? This Cruiser one is coming out. Like, you know, rumor has it Latitudes is making one. Timber Ninja's got a stick in the works. Is Dan's ever coming out? What about the XOP? Or you can spend, you know, the same money or less, get sticks from a American-made reputable company, that has a platform attached and just learn how to saddle hunt and hunt from elevated from that. Just simple. Keep it simple. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I hunted from a ring of steps. I mean, I had the wild edge so that I used those the first season and yeah, then it, it, it worked. I killed deer out of it and it's like, okay, now I, now I have some experience. Now I kind of can, figure out what I want. I want to, you know, refine my system a little bit. And what's nice though, too, though, with this whole system, like there's enough people out there, it, you know, in the community that, okay, as long as you keep your gear up, you can get rid of it. I mean, there's definitely a market for used gear. I mean, that, you know, or donate it or whatever, like, okay, here you want to try or keep it in, you know, Hey, that's my backup set. If you got, I mean, or lend them out. Like, yeah. Like we got freaking <laughs> saddles here and saddles there. And Adam's the king of sticks. Like literally he's got, uh, you could, I was telling Ferd today. I'm like, well, he's like, I ain't got no sticks. I'm like, well, Adam, you could just use one B stick. One of the freaking <laughs> lone wolves. Uh, we got an XOP two sticker. Uh, <laughs> hell, uh, Sharia or whatever. The Shrika Shakar. Uh, that folding one, you can just put that one like, you know, and you <laughs> but I mean, again, like, I just think that there's the hands-on learning is so much better than like trying to like, and, and it's funny cause I'll talk to guys like online, like message them and then I'll just be like, dude, just freaking call me. Like I've done texting or like whatever, like just call me like, and we'll, We'll work it out. I'll, I'll FaceTime you. I'll show you. I'll shoot you pictures. Like, it's just easier to. I seen a, I seen uh, our buddy Chad. <clears throat> I won't say his last name. Big Chad. He had put a funny post on social media. And he was talking about how his wife. Girlfriend, yeah. Or girlfriend had some questions or whatever. So she started, you know, going online and she's like, are all these guys like do all bitch this much? What the hell? You know? And he was like, now I think about, holy shit. <laughs> it's pretty bad when there's a woman, to, you know, making a comment about how all these guys in these forums bitch more than women do. 
So, and that's not a slight to all the ladies. No, no. <laughs> yeah, he made sure to make that comment, and I, you know, double it. Uh, not, not to uh, put down any women. He's saying, guys, quit your bitching. Well, like I said, it, there's, um, I think you have to be like, you have to look at it from a perspective also of like, how fortunate are we that we have so many options? Like we were talking today about the climbers and like the old bakers and the old doggy bayous and all the, you know. Yeah. I mean. The death traps that we used to well, have from. I guess I'm, I don't know, people probably get pissed and make some comments about how I'm talking right now or whatever, but I fucking grew up with some of the shittiest equipment ever. Like I'm surprised I'm not fucking paralyzed or dead. You know, I started out hunting out of a Baker tree stand. Most of these guys don't even know what the hell that is. Then I went to a TSS sniper, which someone did get like paralyzed or died and they didn't have insurance and their freaking company got sued and got put out of business because of it. I hunted out of, all those tree stands with no harness, safety harness, nothing. No capture system like, you know, like the uh, the summits have now. Like, you can sit in a summit and fall asleep and, I mean, it's like you're locked in. You, I don't know how you'd fall out. I remember sitting in my log, you buy a tree stand 20, 30 feet up, no harness system, and falling asleep. And thank God I never fell out, you know. Or... Like I said, climbing up freaking spikes in a tree to a freaking crotch with some two by fours in it. I've, I've did that too. I've fucking sat in trees with with nothing, just climb up a freaking tree and hang hang out on a limb. I'm like, and then you got these guys crying about, oh my god, I do get it because of the price. You're paying a premium price. You want a premium product. Yes, I get that part, but it's well, not five dollars a dead fish you know <laughs> it's just i don't want i'm i'm sick of hearing people doing all i mean i guess that's all there's so much time on their hands and it gets down to their splitting hairs like oh this and this and everyone's got their opinions on stuff but well and i think like too is like that's why i like i don't know the more the more that we do this and i i I do enjoy like learning about the gear and understanding the differences and all that stuff. But I, I just really, um, I think that's why like it goes back to like the, like the longbow thing is like, you know, to buck all of that and just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to hunt from the ground and shoot a deer with a, you know, because that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Have any of your wild edge steps or your baker climber or your, um, I mean, I guess the climbers are, would be different, but like the, the sticks are, you know, helped you kill deer. Like, you know, like I feel like it's all just a matter of getting up in the tree in an elevated position, but you have to be in the right spot. Chris and I went scouting today and like, there's so much talk about like, you know, it's kind of like you can't kill 150 if there isn't one there. But we were talking about like, you know, out at the spot where I like to hunt and there's a million tree stands and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, what's the number one thing about like killing deer? It's like, you have to be there like when the deer's there. So it's like, you can, 
own all this great stuff and you can, you know, spend hours and hours and hours arguing over like why this is greater than that or better. But it's like, you need to be in the woods. You need to be scouting. Maybe take some of that time of armchair warrior and just get your ass out and scout. Right. And that's like. <laughs> and, and then perfect your gear. Well, and that's, it goes back to like the stuff with like Byron Horton and talking with him. It's like, you know, I would much rather carry an extra pound if it was easier, like the ease of use was better than be, you know, a pound lighter and have, you know, a lot more hassle or whatever. And that's me with the, um, the wild edge steps just because like, I'm not confident with a knot. Like I don't care to learn it. I would rather, you know, carry this. And some people are like, I would rather carry a three-step stick because I only got to carry three of them and I can get the same height. But I mean, you're obviously not walking through the same things that I am where I'm getting hung up on everything. And it's like, I would rather have to set one more stick. And I'm a guy that doesn't like to set stuff so that I can walk between two trees or I'm not in the same right. thing with carrying the climber with that big old loop over your head. It's like you're caught on everything and it's clinging oh. and banging and just, you know, but, but it ultimately ends up with, you know, whatever's most, most confident, comfortable for you and what you're confident in. And it's your like personalized setup. But if you're, I want to say this like as diplomatically as possible because I, 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 my hang up with hunting with the trad bow and like all that stuff is like, I'm not a good enough hunter. Like I'm not like, I don't feel like hunting is so easy that I want it. And it's Make like, it harder. Yeah. Like, and that's what I said. It's just like, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll suck greater, you know, like I'll just, I'll just fail larger, but like the scouting aspect of it, like if you're a, if you're a guy that's not killing anything with a, you know, a climber or this saddle or this saddle, like none of that gear is going to help you. Like, right. you know, like you need you to can have the there. best gear and look great, <laughs> but if you're sitting in my backyard where there's no fucking deer, you're not, you know, well, and that's, that's, you, that's you the thing with like elk hunting, you know, it's like, it's like, I, it's not the gear. It's like finding the elk and, and doing that. Like I have the stuff that I need to have to, you know, I don't have the knowledge, right. I don't have the ability or I haven't like been in enough situations. So the only way to do that is to do it more. Right. Um, but it's not, I'm not going to be like, you know what? That was the wrong tent. If I just had a better tent, then I would have killed know, that. Elk. Now <laughs> the, the packs on an, are a whole nother thing because if you're not happy or, you know, whatever, if you got the wrong boots and you can't walk, and you didn't break them in or whatever. But or as long as you're, you have quality equipment and stuff. That's, that's what Pat and I were talking about. You know, Pat has gone out and elk hunted. And we're just talking about Pat. We're not picking on Pat. Pat is, you know, he was just here today. So right. So I keep going back. But like, so Pat and I were talking. It's like, you know, here's the thing about whitetail. And I'm, I mean, after elk hunting twice and walking the mountains and, you know, especially like when, when you and I went to Idaho and you're running that fucking commander pack and it was like just, it was kind of archaic, really, a big metal frame. But you dealt with it. You buckled down and you're like, hey, I'm going to make it work. 
But what did we say? What did we both say when we got back? Like after hiking a hundred plus miles in eight days and it's well, like you get back to the whitetail woods I'm like fuck i just got done carrying 50 pounds on my back for eight days walking up and down mountains chasing animals this freaking two miles to a fucking whitetail spot's baby shit you know mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, you got to be able to be comfortable. I mean, it's a different story when you get to the, your stand. You got to stay warm and have the right gear and shit like that. But that's when, you know, like when I was telling Pat, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to try to get rid of a stick. Oh, especially now that you can get there up like a fucking pound, you know. I'm not going to try to shave off a pound off my whitetail gear for carrying weight or whatever. So that I can get to my tree and then have to dick around with it. Kind of like what you're saying. I would rather carry four extra pounds if it made me more efficient at my tree. Mm-hmm. Like if it, if, if I'm going to sacrifice getting up my tree quiet over carrying, you know, trying to walk in with carrying nothing, you know, I mean, yeah, if you're, maybe if you're crawling through the fucking nastiest brush and you, have to have your bow, you know, that's the only thing you can carry to get out there to be quiet. Uh, maybe you should just sit on the ground like the hunting public or something. But if I'm getting into a spot and I'm going to try doing this one, I, I guess I can't really knock because I haven't tried the one stick method yet, but it just seems to me like a lot of dicking around and it could be quiet or you could make some noise. I don't know. I, I would rather just have my four sticks. Mm-hmm. Or my bag of wild edge steps to get up the tree and be quiet and, you know, slow and methodical getting up and then not worrying about it. But we got to get somebody like around here. And I know that there's going to be somebody at the, the teaching train, but like to do the one sticking and to like give it a, give it a whirl. And I'm like not for it. I'm not a proponent of it. And I'm not, um, um, I feel like I'm not even going to go down that road. Like as far as like, but as far as like learning and like how we are with saddles and like whatever. But the only thing that I will say like in its defense, right. Is we both said the same thing about saddles. Right. So, and I, and I was thinking about that today when you told me like, yeah. Remember when you laughed at me hanging in the tree? Like, yeah, what the fuck is that? You clown. Yeah. So, oh. so it's like, it's, but it gets to a point where it's like, When's enough enough? I but mean, I think, like, I think though, with that, there was a breaking point though for you. Like oh, where, where the stand was like, it, it, I couldn't it, do it. It was I like, was, if I want to keep doing this, I have to, something has to change. Right. It's exactly it. Like I had to shave some weight. I mean, when you're talking, carrying 63 pounds, whitetail hunting, you know, that was just, and not only the weight, but the bulk of it, having that, you know, I'm carrying that big old freaking xop you know the bigger stand and four of those big ass bulky sticks like a shark you know fin sticking off the bat so and plus my all the camera gear you know i got eight pound camera arm and for a 30 ounce or for half ounce camera (laughs) but you know it's just i guess i don't see it either i mean i like maybe 
someone could show me and prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But I just don't that and I'm almost 50 years old too and it's like <laughs> I mean it looks like a lot of fucking around it's hard enough for me to climb the tree period but I don't well, be... wasn't it you that talked to the wasn't he like a one sticking repelling guy uh, or an SRT guy at the show last year who wanted to talk to Ernie about like if he could use the oh he but he was like old yeah doing like the, the SRT, SRT. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so SRT, that's when you, you throw the rope. Throw the rope. I'm like, okay. So, how is how are you gonna? I want to know how are you gonna sneak into a spot in the dark? They preset those. Okay, so then what happens if a freaking rat goes up and chews on that? Is that just a throw line that yeah. that they're using to pull up? Yeah. Okay. So, but that that can't be quiet all the time either i mean so you're gonna go in there and lay your scent down to preset this uh, yeah I, i'm i'm not defending or you know advocating either i'm just explaining it so you got all these you know preset lines throughout the woods that oh i guess yeah sure but I'll, my point was as you said you're like almost 50 years old this guy was old yeah really yeah. old but that's what he did his whole life well, <laughs> and you've got it out of a climber your whole life. Now, here you are. But like I said, I just wanted to like, you know, kind of go through like what we had going on, and then just I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk sticks because I, I was. It, it's just such a freaking touchy subject right now. People, people are talking about it, and I wanted, but like because you're so, um. Um, I feel like I'm, I try to be as diplomatic as possible and you're just like, well, fuck that piece of shit. Or like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, and I appreciate that. And I, like I said, I try to get, I try to give the good things and the bad things and like figure out, you know, right. Well, what. I mean, so, so I, I just wanted more like, you can talk insight. me into a lot of shit, but when I see a, something that's just a, knock off piece of shit or something I, I don't I'm not I've dealt with that shit in the past I'm done dealing with shit like fuck it yeah no and I, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all I'm saying that it's something that I appreciate and yeah. I think that the listener appreciates too so I wanted to make sure that I was doing my due diligence on this because that's the only reason that I wanted to get the sticks in the first place because I'm like I can't believe that these guys would put out something that is so bad that it would have like that. So I just wanted. It does bum me out that they're made in China. Like I, I mentioned today, it's like if it came down to, and I didn't even know that they were made in China. So that bad on me. But like I made a comment about the saddles today. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, here's the deal. If I, with anything, if I'm looking at two pieces of equipment and they're similar in the deciding factor. I'm like, what, what's going to push the one over the edge? And it's, this one's made in America. Well, hell yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I might even pay even a little more. I would pay a little more if it was I absolutely pay a little more. If it was, you know, the same caliber, like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. this is like what I want. And they're exactly the same. And that one's more. I'm still going to pay. I'm going to pay more money and go with the American made. So, I mean, I'm, 
sorry for that tethered, but you know, I mean, that is a tick on my. To be honest with, you. I mean, it's yeah. made in China. Maybe it's the only place they can get these things made. Whatever they are, I mean, they look good. They they work great. Whatever, but that is a tick against them in mine. Yeah, and um, I mean, I I don't know about again because I like, literally John is like uh, you know I say John's the smart guy about all this stuff and he's definitely more into the uh, I don't know mechanical building world so I was like asking him like about the metallurgy of and the properties of titanium today and like you know gluing chemical bonding like all the things is I think it's that's like a functional nerdy shit like that John like he knows like things that are practical like nerd stuff like not just like yeah, you know, I don't know. He's like kind of like Walter White, I guess. <laughs> it's Heisenberg over here with, you know, he just knows all the stuff. So that's what I was asking you. And like, I mean, when the B sticks first came out, they were made in China and they said as soon as they could make them in the U.S., they would. Um, you know, tethered, you know, a lot of their stuff is made in China. Their flagship saddles, the Phantom, and all that, that stuff. Then the Predator platforms, those are made in the U.S. Um, and I don't know if it's, and I think that's that's why people get uh, upset. Is you know they said that there was going to be American made, and now their stuff's made in China. And is it supply and demand? Does it cost? Is it you know whatever? But like I said, these things. I mean, I don't. People were saying like about you know you could make titanium chit in the U.S. and you know possible that they could be doing that. I don't know what their motives are or like whatever um, but yeah I mean I totally get it um, just simply because you know a lot of this a lot of these are American companies you know and they're trying to you know make it and you know jobs and and let me just say this too just because it's made in China doesn't mean it's a piece of shit right China makes a lot I mean there's a lot of our products that I mean you can't look around your house without shit that's made in China, and a lot of it's really good quality. It depends on what the company's willing to accept as their quality control. So I'm not saying it's a shitty product because it's made in China. I would just rather see the money, you know, stay here, stay here. Um, or and I guess it's coming back here from because. Mm-hmm. But you'd rather it circulated here. Yes, it started here and stayed. Right. I'd rather see some of the, you know, like if, if it was possible to have a mom and pop machine shop, which I know that they do with their sewing and everything, you know, with their premium saddles and stuff. Yeah. And then also some of it comes down to supply and, you know, the supply chain and the demand that, I mean, look what happened with when they first come out with the Manus. I mean, how long did you wait? Uh, you'd have to ask my mom. Yeah, but. your mom. They, they have a... Uh, personal uh <laughs> relationship with uh, with adam's mom <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah and that's why we have to be you know bought and paid for right yeah like <laughs> just oh man well like i said i i i just i wanted to do the best job that i could to be like as completely like transparent and objective as possible and so as soon as we get the timber ninjas in i'm gonna go put those through the paces because those will be the ones i'm using this year Along with, I'm not ready to give up on the Wild Edge. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. They're, I like them. Uh, John is moody. 
And so he, he'll go through, th- well, I, have, I mean, you know, you, you heard the stories about the, the ground tuning of the bow and like <laughs> all the stuff. And like, I imagine like you get the wrong tree on the wrong day. Yes. Like you're going to. There's certain trees that they don't work well on, like especially a soft bark freaking like pine tree, and you, they they want to kick out sideways. That's where I'm like, man, I wish I had a set of sticks with me today. Well, and like, what did you say you ended up running this year? Uh, like, you're like, I was bringing the wild edge stuff, then I had one stick with me because I needed to. Do yeah, because I had, I had five stick or five steps, and I'm like, no. And a lot of the trees, that's fine. But then once it got, you know, when I'm hunting late season and stuff, I want it. There's no cover, so I want to go up higher. So, yeah, then I was carrying my fucking XOP, but I'd use that. And, you know, I had four of them in the back of the truck, so I'd bring one out, and I'd throw that on the bottom, and then, you know, go up the tree with my bag of steps. I just like going up, pulling them out, get them on. Then when I'm going back down, pull them out, put them back in the bag, get to the bottom, zip the bag up, tuck in the ropes, and then I could just put it right in my pack. So I didn't have to buy you four sticks. I could have just bought you maybe two. <laughs> yeah. two no, four. We've got four. We've got two Timber Ninja aluminum sticks for sale. <laughs> <laughs> they got haters and everything. No. no, that means I'll just have two setups. <laughs> Three setups. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> we should just give those away. <laughs> but, anyways, that's all we we have for today. Unless you know what what. I think I think John got his uh, his words in for the day. He doesn't. We we need to have like a word counter for John. Yeah. This is like enough for the whole rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be building a boat I made by up, hand. I made up. Yeah, I made up for all the podcasts. I mean, how many podcasts did you do while I was gone? I think there was three, but I think you were on one of them. I think we. That? Yeah. Did so. the the HHA one ever come out? Yeah. Oh, did it? That was. Yeah, because I had to do my own, like, solo. I told you, I said, I'm drinking a glass of scotch, and I'm just winging it by myself. Like, so I did one by myself. Right. Then the HHA one. Okay. Then I did one with Byron, and then. Did you do, you did one with Walt, too, right? Yeah, that was for his. That actually just came out, but that was on his podcast. Oh, okay. He, but you did that while I was gone. Yeah. Yeah, I seen something. I seen that out there somewhere where you What's up, Walt? If you are listening to this, I know you're not, but anyway. So, we'll have some turkey hunting coming up for you. Uh, we got some turkey calling. We got some turkey. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to have one of our Patreons call and talk about like his turkey hunting setup. He's hunting uh, Jordan Barnes style with the, the ivy. The ivy on his bow and stuff like that so maybe that's what we should do we should hook up your your recurve like that be like <laughs> you'd be tra- you're going i mean all the way out taking it way back yeah loincloth no i'm just saying you're, you're gonna be <laughs> out in the open at the ivy on we'll go down to joanne fabrics and get you some ivy so on the bow so on your hat we'll stick you out there i'll be the cameraman out back perfect let's do it so thanks for listening guys as long as i hit the record button. well uh <laughs> you don't need 30 minutes of the bag right. so <laughs> have a good one <laughs>